So when you're competing, golf is such a sensitive game. A little change of momentum can actually make things go really well or really bad, really fast. So as a player, it's really hard to break your focus and be all entertaining. That's why we see all these PGA Tour players, LPGA Tour players with a poker face and they look so serious all the time. They're just trying to do their job. I totally understand that side. But then there is that fun side we need for recreational golfers too, the entertainment side. So that has been always like the dilemma with golf, right? Keeping it fun, but then they also have to perform. If they don't make putts, we're not gonna watch as much, right? Because it's not as exciting. But I think right now, everything's kind of rolling slowly. There's more players with cooler personalities, dressing nicer, they interact with the fans a lot better, and it's getting a lot more fun. So I think we're going the right way. I just think we need more personalities, like hopefully, including myself, to really make that bridge between recreational golfers and serious golf connect and make it fun, make it a fun experience to watch golf, want to go to the golf tournaments because golf is such an exciting game when you play, but you also have to be so serious at the same time. I really think we can make it a lot more fun and really so everybody can experience how amazing of a game it is. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the influencers, disruptors, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are shaping the future of golf. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the Mod Golf Podcast, thank you for joining us and please subscribe, rate, and review the show on either iTunes or our show page at www.mod.golf so that you'll never miss the latest engaging story from my amazing guests. I want to take a moment to welcome our season four sponsor partners. We are excited and proud to have Golf Tech as our title sponsor, along with supporting sponsors Fairway IQ, British Columbia Golf, and Nextlinks. Without their generous support, the Mod Golf Podcast wouldn't be able to bring you these unique golf innovation stories. Golf Tech is pleased to exclusively offer our Mod Golf Podcast listeners $50 off both a swing evaluation and tech fit custom club fitting. Go to golftech.com slash modgolf to book at one of their Golf Tech Improvement Centers located near you. All right, so let's get on with this week's show. I'm your host, Colin Weston, and today my guest is Amy Cho, who is a golf professional, social media influencer, certified golf fitness coach, entrepreneur, and creator of the popular golf instruction YouTube channel, Golf with Amy. Amy, thanks so much for joining us today on the Mod Golf Podcast. Hi, Colin. Thank you so much for having me. So, hey, Amy, I'm going to set the stage here to get us started on how you and I met. So this is back in January at the PGA show. Yes. So the day before the PGA show starts, they have, of course, what's called Demo Day, which is out at this massive facility where there's thousands and thousands of people. And I saw you off in the distance with this sash over your shoulder and I couldn't quite read it. And it said golf with Amy and you had the YouTube icon on there. And it's like, I've got to go talk to that young woman. (laughs) And you were creating quite the buzz there. And once you and I started talking, I I said to myself, I eventually have to get you on the Mod Golf podcast. I know you've been so crazy busy the last couple of months that I thank you for finding the time to actually make this happen. But I know lots of entrepreneurs and you young lady have probably more hustle than almost everybody combined that I know in the startup space. So Wow, thank you. And I mean that sincerely. Your energy is infectious and the way you go out there and get after it is awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. So Amy, to get us started here, could you tell us a bit about yourself and how you first got into golf? Yes, I started playing golf when I was about six or seven years old. My dad was an avid golfer and he would go golfing every weekend. And that's how I got started into the game of golf. And I started competing when I was about nine years old. And I started working with David Ledbetter himself uh, when I was about 13. 
So I learned most of my fundamentals from him. And I learned a lot by watching all these tour players go through working with Ledbetter, uh, David himself. And I was playing in a lot of AJG events as a junior golfer. I was ranked top 10 in the country. And I was fortunate enough to play for the Gators, University of Florida, on a full scholarship. And yeah, I mean, I've won some nice events like SEC Championship. I was the second freshman ever in the University of Florida history to win the SEC as a freshman. Nice. And also I was like a All-American team, All-American Scholastic Awards, all those good stuff I was able to achieve in my college at golf. And then I turned professional in 2004 and many, many things happened since. <laughs> and I'm here, I'm a YouTuber now. Crazy, huh? <laughs> now, I, I know from speaking to you and also backgrounding you a little bit, you've had some, I guess, really for you in professional golf, your career was ended early. She had a couple of injuries with more of a back injury, was it not? Is that true? Is that yes. why you had to transition into doing something else rather than pursue your professional golf career? Yes, exactly. In the middle of 2006 season, which I just has turned professional, I had a back injury and I was forced to quit golf and I was told I could never play again. So that was a tough time for me, actually, because, you know, I devoted my life to become a tour professional and now I'm told I can't even swing a club. But I think that was a process that really helped me become the kind of person I am today, I believe. So, yeah, it was tough, but I, I really do appreciate everything that happened. So it's one of those situations where one door closed and then another door, which you may not have even known was there, actually opened up and you've definitely kicked that door wide open, which is what I wanted, <laughs> wanted to get into here next. So you told us a bit about your college golf career at University of Florida and your professional playing experience. Yeah. But let's get right into the amazing social media platform that you've created through Golf with Amy. So can you please start here by telling us about your aha moment that gave you the inspiration and the courage to start your entrepreneurial journey on becoming a top YouTube golf instructor and social media influencer. It really wasn't planned. <laughs> I, yeah. I got very lucky and I really do appreciate all my fans for all the attention and all the love they send my way. I am very thankful for that. So I moved to Los Angeles from Orlando once I completely retired from golf to teach and to just, you know, hang out in LA, big city, nice city, right? So I came over here and I had an opportunity to do a TV golf lesson in the LA area, LA 18. And I did that for like about two and a half years. And when I, once I stopped with them, a lot of my fans started emailing me. They wanted more from me. So that's how I got encouraged to start YouTube. And at the time, it was like 2015 summer. At the time, like YouTube was a big fad. I mean, it's even bigger now, but back then it was huge. Right. So I was like, yeah, why not? I'll jump into it. And I kind of stumbled onto it and it kind of took off from there. Yeah, it was an amazing journey and I'm still really enjoying it. I love what I do. Now, as an entrepreneur, it sounds like that you kind of stumbled into this, as you said, it's kind of grown organically. But have you always had an entrepreneurial spirit to passionately put yourself out there and create something new and of value? As a kid, did you kind of have that entrepreneurial mindset or is this something new for you? Well, you know, as a golfer, I really do believe you have to have a lot of creativity because, you know, you got to come up with all these crazy shots around the course, right? But I never thought I would be good doing business. But when I first hurt my back in 2006, I was like 23. I had to retire from golf and I got started into this small business. I had a small kiosk in a mall and I had a couple employees and I sold accessories for a couple of years. And I learned a lot of customer service, a lot of handling business side of it was a whole new experience and 
before I started that business, I really didn't like having conversations with people because I was so used to just talking to my golf ball. That's right. it, right? right. <laughs> and my caddy. <laughs> but when I was running my own business, I was forced to sell my products and talk to people. And I think that was a big help to become a YouTuber I am today. Now, did you find your personality, this brought it out in you? Or you consider yourself an introvert that now is, is forced to be more of, of an extrovert? Or what, what do you consider your personality like when you're out there talking to people? Uh, I think I'm an introvert. But then I think I've always had this crazy, bright vibe every time I spoke. I don't know. I just, I'm just a happy person overall, I think. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> I have too much energy. So yeah, I'm, I'm used to working out like once or twice a day because I have too much energy sometimes. But um, I do like my own time. But I do love meeting new people and just learning about their life experience. And just, I think it's awesome. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. So I want to ask you this. So as an entrepreneur and a content creator, mm -hmm. you found your audience in both English and Korean speaking market. So I'm interested to hear that journey. We call it in the lean startup world, product market fit of finding what you have and who it resonates with. So did you start out with an English speaking audience? I've looked at your numbers of the over 30 million downloads that you've had and 134,000 subscribers. Congratulations, by the way, on all those great numbers and growing. When did you realize that by actually doing it in both languages to appeal to both cultures, that that was really something that would really double, if not more than double your power there? Well, I'm a 1.5 generation. That means I was born in Korea. I moved from Korea when I was like 10 years old. So I speak both Korean and English, right? So I thought that was like my thing that stood out from anyone else. And also we know Koreans, they are really huge golf fanatics, right? Oh yeah, massive. So I know a lot of, yeah, LPGA major sponsorships are mostly from Korea. So I actually, from the day one, started all my lessons, both in English and in Korean. Now, a lot of Koreans do leave comments on the English version saying that I watch both versions because I want to learn English as well. And oh, yeah. yeah, I thought that was something that was special for me being bilingual and also Koreans loving the game of golf. I really just emphasize it from day one. Got it. So with your numbers there, how have you found that? Is your audience almost 50-50 split or are you bigger in Korea than you are in the US? Or I'm just curious there as far as your numbers. Yeah, so I'm actually a lot bigger in Korea, but right now the rest of the world is growing rapidly. So it's kind of evening out now, which is really fun to see. So <laughs> Now as an entrepreneur, you've been at this with Golf with Amy as a YouTuber. Mm -hmm for the last three years. Yeah. So I always like to ask entrepreneurs and startups this question here, that success is never a straight line. Mm -hmm. So can you share with us an example of something that you tried that you assumed your audience would love, but maybe wasn't all that successful, along with a feature or approach that resonated so strongly that it moved the needle in a big way for you regarding views and subscribers? You know, yeah, you're so right on that. There's really no algorithm when it comes to YouTube. You never know what's gonna hit or miss. So Basically, I've tried different things right now. I have like a pep talk slash mental talk, golf mental game thing going on every Fridays. That hasn't been that big of a hit yet, but I know it's growing. 
So I'm gonna keep up with that. And so I've tried course vloggings. I've tried PGA show demo days where I just I am very casual showing them golf related products. And then I have my main thing, which is the golf lessons, which has the biggest views, right? I don't think I've had anything that was like really where I didn't get enough views or anything. Yes. A lot of my fans watch everything, even like the interviews with players. I think the thing with me is I just do what I enjoy and what I want to tell my fans. And I don't know. I don't think there's a secret recipe. I just really enjoy what I do. And I think people really appreciate the energy. (laughs) And they do. And you can see the passion coming out in every single thing you do. And with your smile, you're always smiling. So uh, (laughs) if anybody's in a bad mood watching one of your videos, then they've got bigger issues in my mind. It's like you make everybody happy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) you're, You're welcome. And on a similar note here, just like with a startup, you are scaling up, you're getting traction here. So how, Amy, do you manage to actually engage with your audience in an authentic, meaningful way that deepens your relationship with them and do that without having to clone yourself 10 times to keep up with demand. So how do you go about that with interacting with your fans and subscribers? Gosh, Colin, I wish I can clone myself. Like you said, I need like 10 more of me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for that machine too. If you find it, let me know. (laughs) It'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been super busy because I'm trying to handle everything. I have to shoot everything. Obviously, I have to be in the videos, right? I used to edit and take care of everything myself and it was getting out of hand. So now I have a lot of help, but I still do a lot of editing myself and overlook all the videos. It's tough. It's really tough. But I'm learning to do time management. I'm learning to set aside my own time so I actually get to rest as well. Otherwise, you know, I will stop functioning correctly, right? So... (laughs) I think the biggest thing is because I enjoy what I do. I love teaching the game of golf Yeah. because I've gone through so many injuries. I know that I can relate to a lot of weekend golfers because a lot of people do have back issues and knee issues and, you know, all kinds of physical limitations. And I have a lot of those too. So I'm really into making golf as simple and fun and effective as much as possible And I really focus on creating a lot of power with less effort and less straining on your body. So just because I really enjoy all this process, even though it's a lot of work, I don't take it as like a stress or, you know, sometimes it is stressful, but still I enjoy it a hundred percent. And that's what gets me going, even though sometimes I need 10 more of me. And I, I do love your videos because as a visual designer myself, you are very clear with your message and very compelling and you do make it fun. You told me something, what you do, you gamify the game of golf. So can you tell us what you mean by amifying the game of golf that's now allowed you to kind of separate or differentiate yourself in the golf instruction marketplace that's allowed you to become, I understand you're the number five YouTube golf instructor in the world now. So how do you amify golf? So AMFI, I came up with that word, meaning making it simple, fun, and effective, putting my Amy personality into game of golf. I really want everyone to enjoy the game of golf with less stress. I know how stressful it can get because I've played it all my life under a lot of pressure, trying to make a living doing it. I just want everyone to learn the game of golf, enjoy it, so they they can really experience how amazing this game is. I mean, so you play, right? I do. So you know when you're out on the golf course, the scenery is beautiful. You get to interact with your playing partners. Four hours, five hours you spend with them is priceless. You know, you find out 
so much about your friends. It's a different depth of engaging. It's a different relationship after a round of golf, right? So I just really want everyone to have that experience and really share the passion and love for the game of golf. And what's better than making it simple, fun, and effective, right? <laughs> so we gotta aim by it. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe next time we get together, you can give me a bit of a lesson because right now my my swing doesn't feel simple, fun, or effective. So uh, perhaps uh, you can help <laughs> oh, me out next no. time we get together. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna have to get together for a lesson then. <laughs> good, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> We're going to take a short break to hear a student success story from our title sponsor, Golf Tech. When we return, Amy will share her thoughts on the future of golf and her place in it. So I'm talking to Drew Howard, and Drew is a recent Golf Tech student who came in with a, how can I put it, not-so-perfect golf swing. And his meteoric improvement is a fantastic story, which I will say I am quite jealous to hear. So, hey, Drew, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you, Colin. Thank you. So, Drew, tell us about your personal Golf Tech experience. I had been working next to a Golf Tech for a long time and would always look out the window and wonder what Golf Tech actually was so you know what one day I finally bit the bullet went in there took lessons and a year and a half later I've gone from not even being able to record a handicap to a little under a 20 now which for me is incredible that's amazing so what you told me in a previous conversation you were shooting around 115 120 when you first came up with as you called it a pretty screwed up swing that you had what keeps you coming back what's the secret sauce you find with golf tech that keeps you motivated I definitely say I had a a effed up swing or a very poor swing, um, however you want to put it. I saw almost instant improvements when I went into golf tech. I had taken lessons previously at a range near my house. The benefits that golf tech can offer is, I think, is unparalleled. To be able to see yourself on the screen, they instantly make an impact on your game. They showed my hip movement, which I had no clue, even in my previous lesson, which the person was supposed to be their best pro. Things as small as that keep me coming back. And obviously, the dramatic improvement is very rewarding for someone who was an extremely poor golfer previously. But I guess you can relate to the parallel of going to the gym that you can't lose 20 pounds in one training session just that you can't drop 20 strokes in just one lesson. So they've given you a roadmap and a plan to constantly improve and work on parts of your game. So with that, what do you consider the weakest part of your game that they've pinpointed that you can see now you need to work on? Oh, man. Well, there were so many a year and a half ago that a lot of it has gotten (laughs) tightened up. But right now, to be able to learn how to lag my club, which I think for many, many people is probably one of the biggest and most difficult issues to fix or correct. That's one thing that we are really working on now, myself and my coach, Justin, to be able to figure that movement out. And he has me doing a lot of drills, which are helping day by day. I would say that's probably the biggest aspect we're working on now. But previously, (laughs) it was a lot of stuff that I kind of had to overcome, just like you mentioned. Personal training, you don't lose 20 pounds in one day. You don't get a better golf swing in one day. It definitely takes practice and work, but they're there to guide you, which is awesome. That's amazing. And I will admit that a couple of years ago, I was lag illiterate also. I consider myself <laughs> I consider myself lag challenged now, but at least I understand now, and Golf Tech has helped me with this, of what I need to do and especially what I need to remove from a couple of decades of bad golf swings. And it looks like I'm on the right track, and it sounds like you definitely are. And just for fun, you were gracious enough to actually send me a couple of clips, your first swing ever and your latest <laughs> one. So all of our Mob Golf podcast listeners can 
and take a look on the show notes and, and have a look at your swing before and after to see your 20 pound improvement that's happened not overnight. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so hey, last question here for you, Drew. Have you told your friends you're doing this that you golf with? Are you doing this stealth mode? Are you just going out there and improving? And they're like, what's going on? Where did that come from? And you just like, I don't know. So what, what have you done? Have you spread the word or do you keep this to yourself? As selfish as I would like to be about it, they probably actually hear about it a little too much. I always, uh, after every good swing, I say, oh, golf tech, golf tech. There it is, guys. And after every bad swing, I say, nope, it's just under transition right now. <laughs> there we go. I definitely try to spread the word. And it is awesome, though. Every time I step out on the course, I feel like I'm better and improving and people see it. And it, it just makes me feel more confident and make me want to actually go play more and more often. So I definitely spread the word. And anybody who's even just considering going to golf tech, I highly suggest you give it a chance. Looks like you're a walking and swinging ambassador for the golf tech community. So Drew, thanks for sharing your personal journey with golf tech. This has been great. I love the story, but in some ways I also hate you because now you're probably a better golfer than I am and you've done it in a fraction <laughs> of the time. So I guess I need to get back in, get my reps in more with golf tech and get my lag improved. So, hey, thanks so much, Drew. Appreciate your time. Oh, hey, thank you so much, Colin. Appreciate it. So I love hearing good stories, Amy, and you're a great storyteller. So can you share with us a success story from one or two of your students, either in person or either just through your online YouTube experiences that Golf with Amy has inspired? Oh, gosh. Well, I had several different golfers fly in from different countries to take lessons from me. And I was really wowed by that because for them to do that. And then one gentleman flew in from Taiwan. Wow. He actually made this plaque saying I'm like the number one instructor in the world. <laughs> that was very sweet. <laughs> and I have an Ask Amy section on my website where anybody can come in and leave questions or messages that they have for me. And a lot of the messages, they would just literally come to my website just to thank me for the videos. And I think that's so amazing for someone to just go to a website. So I've had many golfers actually flying from all over the world to get lessons from me. And that's just been an amazing experience. But this one gentleman flew in from Taiwan and he made this plaque. It says world's number one instructor. And that was really so amazing. Um, so sweet. Yeah, I know. I just didn't think someone from like across the Pacific Ocean would really be eager to meet me and take lessons from me. He literally flew in just to get lessons from me for three days in a row and then had to go right back because he had to work. And also I have like this Ask Amy section on my website where anybody can come and ask me questions or leave comments. And I get a lot of messages from my viewers and they literally just come to my website just to say thank you. Like these lovely messages. I think that's what really gets me going. Yes. I really do appreciate all their love. My fans are amazing. <laughs> so what is the most exotic or remote locale that you've actually had someone connect with you? Is there someone from Iceland or I don't even know where, but just, what's the most exotic place that someone has connected with you for some advice? <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing, but I don't know how to say the name of the island. <laughs> so, hey, Amy, I want to talk about a few other things here. It's been exciting because things are expanding for you in a very good way. Just recently, you were included in the LPGA Women's Network Meet the Disruptors list of 22 women who are spearheading a revolution in golf. And you are a worthy woman to be on that list. So congratulations for that. Thank you. What does that mean to you to be included on that list? Wow, it was 
I was speechless. I couldn't believe it. The rest of the 21 women I looked up, they were amazing people. They're doing so much work and I can't believe I was included in that list. I'm very honored and I feel like I have to like work even harder to keep up with the rest of the ladies. And yeah, I am so glad that I can be a part of this revolution for golf. And I've had the pleasure of having a few of the other, those 22 women on the podcast already. And I'm going to be reaching out to them over the next, well, over the rest of this year and into the next seasons. My goal is to have all 22 of them to be on the podcast. I think you're number four or five. I got to go back and check my numbers here. So that's part of my mission is to get all 22 of you on as guests on the podcast. Wow, that's awesome. I need your help to lobby for me, make some introductions down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll help out for sure. So other things are are moving forward also for you. Instagram told me that, I don't know if it's happened already or upcoming, but you're going to have an appearance on the Golf Channel. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, it's actually this Saturday, June 30th. Okay. I'm going to be on the morning drive. Awesome. So it's Eastern Time, 6 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. And I'm doing a short segment on a golf lesson. So I'm super excited about that. Bet. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's so good. Thank you so much. It's just a dream to be on the golf channel, right? And my YouTube channel, my fans made it happen. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. Amazing. Well, it sounds like you're going to have to clone yourself now. You're getting too big for just one person here, which is (laughs) a nice problem to have. But joking aside, because I've had conversations with other entrepreneurs in the startup community, both in golf and outside, myself as an entrepreneur, you touched on this earlier, Amy, that one of the things you really need to balance is being mindful that you can only do so much and really choosing what it is that you do. And sometimes making the hard decisions to say no to certain things, otherwise you're going to get burned out. Have you found you've started to get into that area where you have to be more mindful and strategic about having to unfortunately tell some people you'd love to, but you just can't do stuff because you got to take care of yourself? Yes, yes. Especially lately, I've been getting a lot of offers and sometimes it's overseas events or when I have too many things on my plate, I know I can't handle everything. So I had to turn down a lot of stuff, which is too bad, but I'm trying to protect myself because I'm looking at it as a long journey. I'm not trying to burn myself out. So yeah, I just have to kind of pick and choose what I need to get done right now to grow as a golf instructor slash golf public figure, I guess, is my goal. So (laughs) yeah, one step at a time. Let's not trip, right? That is right. And I do want to express my gratitude to you for actually saying yes to me for the Mod Golf podcast, because I think you're such a perfect fit for what we're doing here. So I I do thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. I think what you're doing is amazing and you have a great voice. So who wouldn't want to listen to you, right? (laughs) Aw, thanks. So sweet of you to say. So one thing I'm really interested to kind of dig into someone's past in a good way here is who in your life do you consider, because it does take a village here, who do you consider as inspirational heroes or mentors or role models, whether personally in your family life or either who you've actually met or inspires you online, whatever that could be. Can you tell us who actually mentors and role models inspire you that have given you the confidence and the courage to take that entrepreneurial leap to put you on the road here with Golf with Amy? I don't know if this is like a glamorous answer, but honestly, I think everybody around me, like my parents, my sisters, my best friends, and all my friends 
just everybody around me are actually my heroes and they inspire me. They're my role models. I try to learn from what they're good at and what they're not good at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yes, because most of my friends are very responsible and they take a lot of pride in what they do and they give it 150% in everything they do. And I do learn a lot from family members and my friends. And yeah, just surrounding myself with these hardworking people inspires me every day. Well, that's a great answer. See, it, do, it doesn't actually have to be overly glamorous there. It has to be authentic. And that was an authentic response. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And sounds like those people continue to be very impactful on your life as you steer the course along your entrepreneurial journey here. Sounds like you've got a wonderful support group there, Amy. So, hey, Amy, just want to keep you for a couple minutes more here. And I got a few more questions. You've been inside the ropes of professional golf. So I'd like to hear your thoughts with regards to the future of women's golf, both professionally and recreationally. What do you think it would look like or what would you like it to look like maybe in five or 10 or 20 years from now? So when you're competing, golf is such a sensitive game. A little change of momentum can actually make things go really well or really bad, really fast. You know this. So as a player, it's really hard to break your focus and be all entertaining. You know what I mean? That's why we see all these PGA Tour players, LPGA Tour players with a poker face and they look so serious all the time. They're just trying to do their job. I totally understand that side. But then there's that fun side we need for recreational golfers too, right? The entertainment side. So that has been always like the dilemma with golf, right? Keeping it fun. But then they also have to perform. If they don't make putts, we're not going to watch as much, right? Because it's not as exciting. But I think right now, everything's kind of rolling slowly. There's more players with cooler personalities, dressing nicer. They interact with the fans a lot better. And it's getting a lot more fun. So I think we're going the right way. I just think we need more personalities like hopefully including myself to really make that bridge between recreational golfers and serious golf connect and make it fun make it a fun experience to watch golf want to go to the golf tournaments and just little things like that because golf is such an exciting game when you play but you also have to be so serious at the same time I really think we can make it a lot more fun and really so everybody can experience how amazing of a game it is My next question was, how would you tweak the game to keep it more vibrant and healthier? And I think you just answered the question. I think we need more Amy. I think that's what we need. We need to actually inject an extra couple servings of Amy. (laughs) We need to amify the game. That's what we're going to do, even on the professional level. (laughs) We need more Amy. I like that. (laughs) So I think that's how we're going to keep it healthy and vibrant. So I just answered the question for you there. So you're welcome. Yeah. To just add to that, also, you know how golf is so traditional. There are a lot of these etiquettes and rules we have to keep. I think that's really important because that's what golf is all about, being classy, great manners. But also, we need to also play it up a little bit and we can make it fun without hurting the traditions, right? Just create energy, trying new things. If it doesn't work, we go and try again, right? (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. You sound like an entrepreneur there by saying that. And and that's the great thing. And on the spectrum of guests I have on the Mod Golf podcast, where we talk to people that are in the immersive entertainment aspect of golf or hospitality or technology or community building and reaching out and unlocking those new markets, whether it's women, African-Americans, Hispanics, even getting in the United States, getting more Asian-Americans involved in the game. Yes. That there's all kinds of opportunities there and younger people involved. So it really makes me excited. 
I'm very bullish on golf right now, as I know you are, <laughs> that it's seen a renaissance where even you've been in the game long enough, Amy, you probably saw even five, six years ago, golf was in the doldrums. Everybody was worried about what should we do? And no one really knew what. <laughs> and now there's all these things, including yourself yeah. and technology between Top Golf and other things that are going on that are connecting with different audiences in growing the game, which is super exciting. Yes. And also with the LPGA players, you know, there's higher competition compared to just a few years ago so it's really inspiring a lot of the girls to want to become a lpga tour player so there's more junior golfers starting up and i think it's really good for the future of lpga tour i agree very much so so hey to finish up here let's look at the future because that's what we do in the mod golf podcast so what are your plans for golf with amy over let's say the next couple years do you have any future entrepreneurial ideas that are maybe slightly different than what you're doing now or dreams that you'd like to share with us as you move into the future? Oh, wow. Yes. So for right now, I'm actually redoing my website. It'll The new website is going to launch in about a month or two. And I will have extra lesson footages that are not seen on YouTube. So that's kind of exciting. I've been preparing for that for a while now. And also there'll be a corner where you can get one-on-one -on -one golf lessons online with me. So keep an eye out for that. It's launching pretty soon. And I will keep growing as a YouTuber and also I would love any opportunity to do some golf lessons on TV, golf channel or in Asia or different countries, doing clinics all around the world. All these are my dreams and goals and yeah, I will just keep educating myself to teach better and also be a good role model for these junior golfers, up and coming tour players, right? That's what I'm shooting for. <laughs> Nice. Well, hopefully you remember me, Amy, when you become like super famous and you just think completely <laughs> blows up for you in the next year or so. You've already got <laughs> massive traction, but hopefully don't forget us little people here with the Mod Golf podcast and you'll <laughs> you'll still find some time to tell us what you're doing a year or two from now that you'll still come back and have another chat with us. Oh, yes. I would love to be back. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. So before we go here, Amy, yeah. please tell if any of our listeners don't already know you as a YouTube star, please tell our audience where they can learn more about you and Golf with Amy. Yes. So my website is golfwithamy.com and I have a lot of the links to my YouTube lessons. The lessons are more organized on my website, but you can go directly to YouTube channel, youtube.com. And then you can type in Golf with Amy and I will pop up. Some people say that they are not able to find English lessons, but if you go into the channel, they are separated in playlists. So you can see my stuff there. And I upload golf lessons every Wednesdays. And then mental game, it's like a sit down talk, mental talk every Fridays. So you can find me there. If you go to Instagram or Facebook, Golf with Amy, you can find me there as well. That's about it. Nice and simple. And in the show notes, as I always do, I will include all those links that you just mentioned for all of our listeners to easily find you because that's what we do here. we got to share the love a little bit. So we will certainly do that. So Amy Cho, the creator and star of the popular golf instruction YouTube channel, Golf with Amy. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today on the Mod Golf Podcast. Thank you so much, Colin. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with YouTube golf instructor and media personality, Amy Cho. Through her Golf with Amy YouTube channel, she is looking to aimify the game by making golf simple, fun, and effective for everybody. Was there something Amy said that resonated with you? If so, tweet us at Mod Golf Podcast or post a comment on our Facebook page, and I promise to get back to you. 
If you want to learn more about Amy, go to her website at golfwithamy.com where you can find her videos, blog posts, and links to her social media channels. Thanks again to our Season 4 title sponsor, Golf Tech, along with our supporting partners, Fairway IQ, NextLinks, and British Columbia Golf, for helping make the Mod Golf Podcast happen. And don't forget about your Golf Tech offer for $50 off both a swing evaluation and tech fit custom club fitting, which you can redeem at www.golftech.com slash modgolf. We're going to take a break next week as I travel to Seattle to meet up with National Golf Alliance for Accessible Golf Executive Director Steve Jubb as I bring you stories from the 2018 Special Olympic USA Games golf events. So please join me in two weeks' time for that upcoming episode. You can also find more of our golf innovation stories on previous episodes at www.mod.golf or search Mod Golf Podcast on iTunes. And please rate, review, and subscribe to the show while you're there. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye for now.